Welcome back to the podcast, Pod Girls, Pod Boys, Pod People. It is your pod doc, Dr. Mark List, uh, getting at you with another episode of the Primary Care Pod. Uh, if you want to hit us up at the email, uh, whether you have a question, a concern, a joke, uh, hit us up at the Primary Care Pod at gmail.com inbox. Um, yeah, it's been a hot minute since I did an episode. Sorry, took some time off during the holidays. Uh, didn't uh, didn't really find any great articles. You know, there's a lot of good review articles on most uh, impactful research of 2021. I thought we covered most of those that, that were primary care uh, centric um, in this podcast, or at least the ones that I thought were uh, highlighted. So didn't really feel like uh, doing a boring review article. So today we're going to do a, a new study. But before we do that, I do have a joke for you today. Um, guy walks into a bar and orders a beer. Bartender serves him and he looks at him. And he says, you know, you know, buddy, I think you got an iron deficiency. And the guy goes, what? He says, you can... You can tell that just by looking at me? And the bartender says, yeah, your clothes are really wrinkled. One, two, three, four. All right, let's start the podcast. The Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced in my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List. Here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. Well, welcome back, everybody. Oh, another episode. So I, I, I'm really excited about this episode because it's straight. Uh, it, it's it's very straightforward. It's exactly what we need in primary care, um, and, and it's really simple, right? So the we have talked in the past about data on whether or not it's beneficial to start a new medication for hypertension versus intensifying or, maxif- or maximizing the dose of, of your currently existing hypertensive medications. We've also talked a lot about polypills and how um, medication management for hypertension always seems to do better when you add multiple low-dose medications versus trying to maximize a single pill first. Um, blood pressure reduction is always better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, in this study, there's a little bit of a different wrinkle, and this is a retrospective observational study, okay? And this was in the VA, so this is all a bunch of old dudes. And why I think this is an important study to look at is because in all of the other studies that we've looked at, they've either been international data, um, don't mind that jingling, that's just me taking off my name tag, um, there's, it's always been international data or it's been a very large population of adults spanning from age 30 all the way up to age 80. And this is specifically looking at older guys. Now, again, if you're an international listener, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I, I'll speak your language sometime if you want to tell me a joke in your language. That's always fun. Um, but getting back, this is, this is nothing but uh, American, uh, mostly white, old males. Okay, so this data is not going to apply to all your patient populations. I'm going to apply to all of my patient populations, but uh, for especially for your old dudes, this is a good look at at this same regimen, right? So the article was in Annals of Internal Medicine, aka Green Journal, um, and adding a new medication versus maximizing the dose to intensify hypertension treatment in older adults. So they put all the people from the VA, they looked at this was not an observational, this wasn't a randomized control trial, this is just an observational study. So what they did is they looked back at all the patients in their database, and the VA has a great database. And it was like 400,000 patients, right? So huge, huge, huge database, okay? And what they looked at is patients that were had hypertension and had at least one medicine but could have multiple. 
And then they took these patients and they saw, did their provider increase the dose of a medication? Okay, so it wasn't, um, so they had to have blood pressure above 130 at a visit. And so then uh, systolic, so then if their blood pressure was elevated and the provider made changes, did they, A, number one, just intensify a current medication or did they, number two, put them in on a new medication, right? And so then what the researchers did is they took those two groups, they separated them out and they looked at who did better from a blood pressure reduction standpoint and then other potential side effects, mean cardiac events, yada, 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 yada. Okay, so really they didn't get into, um, I shouldn't say they had a lot of those other findings because really they looked at was this tolerable? Was this sustainable? Did the patient stay on that medicine? Uh, did change, other changes need to have to be made, et cetera? Was that a sustainable choice? Okay, Because we know that intensifying blood pressure medicines are, are associated with better major adverse cardiac outcomes. Um, one study, and they, they quoted this in the, the article, um, and we've talked about this before, that if you get about a five to 10 point reduction in your blood pressure, that equates in the population a 5% reduction, a five point drop in systolic blood pressure is associated with a 10% uh, reduction of risk of major adverse cardiac event. So lowering blood pressure tends to be better. Um, obviously hypotension is a major concern, but the, the this article was really good because this was what happened in the real world. And then wh- how did it change? Because these were the average age of these patients were 75, right? So you had to be a geriatric patient, you had to be 60 plus, 65 plus to be eligible. These were all old guys, okay? So they checked at three months, they checked at 12 months. And the big change, right, um, uh, was that there was a decrease in blood pressure by adding a new medication, which fits with previous research, right? We know that adding another medication tends to be better than just intensifying. But their intensive their intensification sustainability metric which is the other part of the study showed that about 15% more people were unable to tolerate that new medication so 15% of people ended up not being able to stay on that new medication or their intensification sustainability was uh, was deficient compared to the patients that were just maximized dose okay so there this is their metric of a way to show that, okay, it was less sustainable, but yes, yes, it did improve your blood pressure, but it wasn't as sustainable, right? Because of side effects, because of people stopped taking the medication, um, because maybe that benefit wore off, whatever the case may be. I, I'm not gonna go into um, how they calculated the intensis, the intensification sustainability, because I've never seen that in any other study before. So I was kind of curious when I, when I saw that, that was one of their primary outcomes. It was incredibly complicated, and I'm not sure how clinically relevant it is, but it's a good attempt to show how many people could stay on this medicine, how beneficial was adding that medication to their long-term sustainability. So I thought that was a good way to at least have a discussion about the potential side effects. And why is because in younger patients, they're a lot more, uh, younger patients are a lot more able to tolerate new medications, right, in general. But as you get older and increasing numbers of prescriptions, increasing risk for polypharmacy, increasing risk for frailty, which they also did calculate both of those things were increased in that group um, that added a medication or there was some there were some cofactors there that, again, made that likely to add to that uh, less sustainability by adding another medication because of polypharmacy, because of frailty. Um, 
but I, I, I think that it's important to note that the reduction in blood pressure by adding new medication in this geriatric population was really unimpressive, right? In other studies, we've seen, like I said before, between a five-point and a 10-point, depending on the study, drop in blood pressure compared to intensifying a current medication versus adding a medication, right? In previous studies, adding new medication was five to 10 points of systolic blood pressure reduction. In this study, it was 1.1 millimeters of mercury drop in blood pressure, which is almost nothing. It was statistically significant, right? But almost nothing, right? A point of blood pressure difference between the two with a much bigger change in sustainability, okay? And so this fits with the idea that, okay, in younger patients, maybe it's adding multiple medications. There's There's been studies that shown that um, you get a better improvement in blood pressure with your initial blood pressure prescribing. If instead of prescribing 40 milligrams of lisinopril, you're doing 10 milligrams of lisinopril and five milligrams of amlodipine, for example, right? A combination of two lower medications gives better blood pressure results than giving a maximum dose of a single blood pressure reading when you prescribe initially, right? So we, we've, we know in the past that that second medication or adding another medication is has historically been more valuable than older patients. We did not see as much of an improvement. One point is not dramatic compared to the average five and 10 in the other studies, okay? In this study, since this was a real-world trial, 75% of patients in the real world were just maximized. Their dose was just maximized, right? It wasn't, only 25% were given a new medication. So real-world prescribers, and at the VA, a lot of this are family docs doing this, internal med docs, a lot of nurse practitioners, a lot of PAs, um, some pharmacists that are managing things. Um, There is a lot more real-world use of maximizing a single dose and a lot less of adding a new medication. Again, here is the trade-off, right? The trade-off is blood pressure is better with the second medicine, but higher potential for side effects, polypharmacy, frailty, et cetera, uh, causing lack of sustainability and adverse events with adding a new medication. In other studies, in younger patients, it's almost always been shown in all these studies to be beneficial to start a second medicine. In this study, a one-point reduction relative reduction in blood pressure is probably not a good enough reason to add a new medication with older patients. And again, baseline age here, everyone had to be above the age of 65. They were all old white dudes basically, but the average age was about 75. So take home point of this study is we've talked a lot about adding a second medication instead of maximizing to get better blood pressure results. In this study in older patients, probably better just to maximize the current dose. And that's a little counterintuitive because you might think, well, when I get go from 20 milligrams of, of lisinopril up to 40 milligrams of lisinopril, maybe my older patients are going to get more um, issues with side effects. Maybe they're going to get a, more hypotension issues. Maybe they're going to have more side effects. Maybe they're going to have increased risk for acute kidney injuries, et cetera, hospitalizations. Uh, did not see that in this study. In fact, sustainability was better by just ma- intensifying a single regimen versus adding regimen. So hopefully this was a good, uh, interesting trial for you. For me, it was a good look at a very specific subset of patients where maybe my current practice, which is not intensifying, but adding is actually going to be harmful um, in these patients where maybe it's not going to be as sustainable. It's not going to be as helpful. There's going to be more adverse events. And the blood pressure was not that dramatically different compared to other studies in younger patients and with a more uh, diverse age range and racial profile. So um, 
food for uh, food for your brain today, or hopefully another idea, a way to get you thinking about how to intensify blood pressure medicines regimens. Um, hopefully this was a good talk. Um, stay, uh, sorry for being gone for three weeks. I, I know I have people who are texting me saying, hey, when are you going to do another episode? Um, but uh, we're back in it now, so hopefully get into another uh, uh, another routine. Um, this has been Dr. Mark List with Primary Care Pod. Again, hit us up at primarycarepod at gmail.com uh, for any ideas, um, any journals, uh, any jokes that you want me to read. Um, anyways, remind you, you don't need to stay up all night to stay up to date. Thanks and have a great week. God bless.